0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pits of Motor Chaos. This is yours, Dave. I got a special guest, Pro Mod driver, Tommy Johans. How you doing, Tommy?
1: Doing good, sir. I can barely hear you again. Doing good.
0: That's good. So, so you uh, got got the Pro Mod already for the 2022 season? Yes, we're
1: getting the cars apart right now, both of them, and getting them both ready to go.
0: The father and son pro-mod
1: team, huh? I'm sorry, Dave. I'm still having a real tough time hearing you now.
0: Said, the father and son pro-mod team.
1: Yes, sir. Well, we're, we're running the, the class we ran this whole last year. We're going to run again. It's actually the Outlaw
0: ten five. 5 We how, ran last year, and we, we plan
1: to run a season also.
0: So how many uh, events are you looking to do this year?
1: We run with the uh, the PSCA. They'll have uh, three events in Denver on a point. Um, they'll have another race, a big one there in Denver called Mayhem on the Mountain. And then so we'll run those four for sure. Uh, I believe we'll do an exhibition thing at the Mile High Nationals. So it'll be five in Denver. And we're looking at possibly uh, Billing and Tulsa and uh, Las Vegas again.
0: So the, how, how did the two cars run for you guys last year?
1: Actually, very good. We had a very successful season. We, I uh, actually won the points championship in Denver. Uh, my son Nick rounded up in the, in the points. Um, we, uh, I won the mayhem of the mountain race in Denver, the big uh, big race in Denver. I won that one. Um, my son won one in Pueblo with uh, paid cash plus a, a nice uh, nitroy wally. So we did get there. We went down to uh, Las Vegas and the uh, streetcar nationals. Um, my son had some transmission problems, and I got down to the last six cars in the uh, 10 ten-five class. And then the uh, the weather caught us down there and uh, shut the track down because of the because of temperature safety wise.
0: Now, do you guys do all eighth mile racing?
1: Yes. Yeah, so for last year, we switched to the eighth mile. This year, we're gonna we're gonna run the continuous same thing eighth mile.
0: Now, have you ever ran quarter mile? Oh yeah, we used to run the, uh, in Denver, we ran the, uh, the uh, Quick 16 class and uh, did well there and for the quarter mile, and then we
1: had previous to that, we still have the car, we have had the, the uh, 53 Corvette Pro Mod car with the uh, blown heavy and that, and ran quarter mile with that also.
0: Now, any preference, quarter mile or eighth mile? Um, to be honest with you, I think we
1: enjoy the eighth mile. I think we're a little easier on parts, to be 100% truthful with you. I think the race uh, goes a little quicker. There's a little less downtime due to uh, doing carnage and such. So I think the races actually get done a little sooner. And on our behalf, the uh, the carnage in the parts I think is a little easier on the eighth mile. Also, to be honest with you. So yeah, we we enjoy that.
0: Now, is there any difference running the car in the car in the United States? You know, compared to going to, going to Colorado.
1: I'm, I'm sorry, sir. You went away
0: again. I said, Is there any difference running the car in Colorado than at than the regular states?
1: Oh yeah, big big difference. There's no air up here. Nobody uh, nobody likes to come up here. Um, you know, we had a tough time when uh, Dragon Illustrated put on the uh, World Series of Pro Mod in Denver, and they uh, did it for two or three years, and they backed out. They just they can't get enough people to come to Denver because nobody has the uh, the tune for up here, and. and uh so uh unfortunately it's, it's 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 a little harder to run them up here for sure without a question
0: so let me rewind the clock which uh tommy and ask you how, how did you get into drag racing oh gosh i uh i
1: actually enjoyed cars obviously my whole life and i think my first race car i think i was probably 19 i believe 18 or 19 when i uh, built my first race car uh, 64 nova ss and, and i believe if i remember correctly it, it ran a 14 14.5 14 second quarter mile and i thought it was king of the hill back in the day but that's what i could afford and that's what i had
0: so how, how was your first time experience going on a drag strip Oh, loved it loved just the the
1: the thrill the rush it's uh it's, it's something i've enjoyed my whole life and then obviously my oldest son is in, has got into it and he runs with us every time everywhere we go um, my youngest son is a, is a Gulfstream pilot. and He tells us both we don't go fast enough, but uh, he's never really got into the drag racing. But uh, So I've done it basically my whole life.
0: So was there any, any nervousness at all your first time you ever went down the track?
1: Oh, well, I, I think probably in, in, the, in the fast car, the Pro Mod, probably was probably the more, most butterflies I ever had in my life. And, uh, and every, every time, I might be honest with you, every time I'm out of the car for a month or so when I get back in, the first passes. It's still questionable inside, and after you make the first one, it's a comfort zone.
0: Now, how long have you been driving Pro Mod, though? Oh, I'd, I'd say we've had
1: a 53 Corvette for at least uh, probably 12 years, 12, 14 years. We there.
0: Now, have you had a lot of success with that, the other car? The uh, the Pro Mod, we did well with. We did, can't complain.
1: We won a few uh, few races. I guess the, the highlight of it would have been uh, we won the uh Oh god, Nitro Jam Nationals in Edmonton, Canada. So the IHR race. We got our uh, I got an Ironman trophy, which is uh the, the, the ITR equivalent to the uh NHRA wallet. So that was probably the highlight of our racing with the with the Pro mod.
0: So now Tommy, what do you enjoy most about being a drag racer? I think to be truthful
1: with you, I think the biggest thing for us is is uh it's a it's a family affair. My my wife's there. She cooks for all the meals for us. Everybody out there, and we've got a great team of guys that go with us. And then usually the same group, group of guys. And then we have a ball together. We enjoy it together. We work hard. We play hard together. Uh, my youngest son, when he's not flying, if we are if we're close enough to a race where he's at, mainly in Denver, he he's here every time he can be here. So if I, I guess for us, it's a big family adventure for us, and, and we enjoy doing it, and then. The opportunity to drive the cars and the thrill of driving it is is, is big for me.
0: Okay, so what, who are all your crew members?
1: Um, we yeah, uh, we'll start with uh, Joey Kenville who's the uh, the new crew chief this year. He uh, shared a position with, uh, with Jeff Schneider last year. Jeff's been with us for probably 15 years, and that's when we ran mainly the uh, road style blown cars and the screw style blown cars. And uh, now we switched over to the, uh, for example, mine's a Pro Line Hemi with the F4 Pro Charger. And fuel injection, and uh, so our new crew chief now is Joey Kenville, and uh, um, secondly, is uh, my my son Nick also uh, works on the cars heavily. He has his own car, but he drives uh, or wrenches on both of our cars. And we have uh, two brothers that help us. That's uh, Jay Kenville and uh, our, um, Jay Kenville and Justin Kenville, Kenville his brother. Oh, I'm sorry, Justin, I'm I'm goofing up here. Jay Jones and Justin Jones. I apologize. Two brothers. And then uh, Joey Kenville's father, uh, Johnny Kenville, he also comes and helps us. So we got a great group of people. and I think that's what's important to us is is, uh, is a great team again and a great family.
0: Now, is there anything that you don't like about being a drag racer?
1: Oh, the yeah, probably when something uh, catastrophe happens and hits your checkbook pretty hard. I guess that's probably the only thing I don't like about it. I think overall, though, the people in drag racing, the the, the camaraderie, the help each other if i got a part and you need it to come get it it's uh it's a good group of people to be truthful so anywhere we go we travel and, and, and the people we see it's it's it, it's fun and, and at our local track it's fun to see the same people every weekend route right with them but uh not really can't stack other than the cost the cost is getting pretty far out of hand anymore but it's how fast you want to go
0: do you have any sponsorship we, to be honest with you, for a little
1: while we had in the past. Uh, beyond that, now what we do is uh, we own a company called Pit Mat USA. Um, it's a pit mats you uh, place next to the trailer and service the car on top of. And you'll see both the cars out or, uh, are labeled on the side as Pit Mat USA. So that's kind of what we help sponsor our own selves through that business.
0: Now, if you could, if you could change anything about the sport of drag racing, what would you want to change? Oh, I think if, uh, I don't know if it's the
1: sport I would want to change. Maybe the era I grew up in it in is probably when I would like to change. Meaning, uh, now it's, it's, it kind of comes down to how fast you want to go. How, how, how many check or how big a checkbook you want to write, how big a check you want to write out of the checkbook for how fast you want to go. I always said it would have been nicer to grow up in the old days when I think the, uh, back then the guys scratched their head they woke up at three o'clock in the morning with this brainstorm how about if i try this if i try this and move this to here this might help this and then there was no big money out of pocket it was something I thought of and, and, and engineered and made work i always thought that'd be a better way to grow up as opposed to now again you know how many motors you want to carry how many pro chargers you want to carry so uh that, that's probably the only thing i'd want to change
0: so what are some of your favorite tracks to race on
1: Oh, of course, our home track, Vandemere Speedway. They they treat us wonderful up there. It's a great track. It's it's uh, it's fun to run at. Uh, it's you know we stay the weekends up there when we're racing up there. It's a great track to play to play at and be at. Um, obviously, love the uh, love Las Vegas. I think the uh, the aura of being in Las Vegas is nice. And uh, with with the blown Corvette car, we used to we used to travel quite a little bit in Canada and race in Canada quite a bit. And, and uh, great group of people. Great great people in Canada. So we really enjoy the tracks up there also.
0: Now, Tommy, if you, if you did not become a drag racer, you have any idea what you'd be doing with your life now?
1: I don't know, but I'd have a really big checkbook. I'm pretty confident of that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say for sure, but, uh, for example, you know, take me fishing. Well, you know what, if we don't catch something in the first five minutes, I'm going, okay, what are we doing next? So uh, I'm pretty impatient about things, but uh, but drag racing is one thing I enjoy. Again, I I I think that it just it does consume a lot of your time and a lot of your life, but uh, we we sure definitely enjoy it.
0: Now, if you could have the drag racing fans that come on watch you race all the time, remember one thing about you, Tommy. What would you want that one thing to be that the fans remember about you? Well, I think just our, our
1: openness of the, the, uh, we enjoy, we try to laugh and enjoy every day out there working our butts off if we have a problem or not. And I guess for them to see us be like that, and, and it's like, uh, you know, remember to the concept of we have a great time, we have a lot of fun we're out here, and, and, and we want the fans around us, and, and we allow them in our pits. Who uh, You know, kids, they want to get in the car. They can't hurt it any worse than they can, I promise. So we, we were a very open pit and very open to people that come see us because, you know, without them – we wouldn't have a place to go to, so uh, they're important to us without a question.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, we, how about, do you ever get any adults that want to sit in the car? Say that again, please. Do you ever get any adults that want to sit in the promod? Oh, sure, sure, of course. As long as they can fit there without hurting nothing, absolutely. We don't. It, like I said, we don't care too much. There's not too much they can hurt in those things, so we try to build a pretty bulletproof. So, what's been the fastest runtime you've had with the current car? Again, please. What's been the fastest runtime you've had with the current car? Uh, with the, with the Pro Charge car, we're running here in Denver. I actually
1: set the record in Denver last year three different times. Uh, last pass we made in Denver, uh, record wise, was a at three ninety five. At, uh I believe it was one one ninety seven, one ninety six, something like that. I can't remember for sure. And in the air up here, it's it's. Uh, we felt like a pretty good accompl- accomplishment. We set the record, and also we're, uh, I guess, we have the bragging rights at this point, and I suppose we can hang on to them. We're the first one of the threes on the mountain.
0: So do you have any uh, drag racers, you know, like, you know, if they, when, when you first started drag racing years ago, any drag racers that were inspirational to you back in the day? Oh, I think I think uh,
1: probably, honestly, the big guy everybody loves, John Forrest. And I think for me, the biggest thing about him was, was uh, the fact that the sport that we do love and enjoy is uh, it gets pretty humbling when no matter what happens, whether your fault or mechanical fault or something, you, you can have the greatest day in the world, the greatest weekend in the world, and one failure, and you get to go home. Um, but uh, I think that... I guess I lost my train of thought there. Question again?
0: No, you're you're inspirational people. Oh, oh I'm sorry. John Force to the
1: concept, I guess, more importantly to me about John Forrest. Sure, he's successful now, and he's got everything he's ever wanted. But I guess to think about the determination that a guy like that had and the investment he made of everything he had to be successful in what he wanted to do. I guess his drive is what really made it to, to me that, you know what? You can go home in an instant. He would have the best weekend in the world. And then one mistake, you get to go home. He kept coming back every weekend after that. And I think a lot of people would give up. And for me, it just made me think, you know what? If he can do that, I can do it to a point. And, and we did it. We, we weren't successful to start the game off with by no means. So I think that uh, it probably his, his determination is probably what, what uh, stuck with me more than anybody else.
0: Yeah, he built built it from the ground up. Yes. Yeah, he's, then he's 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 real good at getting sponsors. I, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm having a real tough time hearing it again. I said, John, John Fourth, he's real good at getting the sponsorship.
1: Yes, sir. He's the man. There's no question. He can go get
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you ever get any get any advice from any other uh, drag racers?
1: Oh, sure. I ask people all the time. Uh, I think we can all learn no matter how many years we've been doing this. We can learn something from somebody else without a question i mean my crew chief now is a young guy where i'm 60. i believe he's 37 and uh, i ask him questions and learn from him all the time and you think i should know what i should know and, and for how many years i've done this but uh no i believe you can learn something from anybody out there
0: so do you think you can do you think that you can get better as a drag racer and if so how do you achieve that to get better
1: well, I think it's it's a mindset. It's it's uh, it's it's uh, to me your 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 success is, is in the shop. Your success is getting the preparation of the cars, checking things over six times, making sure everything's right, testing and trying. That's where the success comes in. I think race day is just the the result of what you did in the shop and the testing you did do. So for us, that's uh, that's what we think.
0: So how how much preparation goes in to getting those two cars ready for a weekend?
1: Oh, way too much. The hours we spend on them is, is uh, phenomenal. It takes a lot to maintain them. It takes a lot to keep them up and, uh, you know, keep your costs down. <clears throat> Excuse me. We try a lot of preventive maintenance as opposed to sacrificing parts. So it takes a lot of time and effort. To, that's why. I say. So it takes a lot of money, time and effort. But even the labor of the time that goes into it, we hit the whole team, comes to our shop here and participates in, in the, uh, completely what uh, anything the cars need. Example right now, freshening, getting ready for the 2022
0: season. Um, and it takes a whole load of time between all of us. Now, when you're out there on, uh, you know, the staging lanes, do you have any pre-ra- pre-race rituals or superstitions at all when you're out there in the staging lanes?
1: Oh, for me, it, uh, for example, when I put my gloves on in the car, it's always left glove right left, and, uh just for me, I just, it's a routine. Um, from the time I get into the car to the time we, we shut the car down at the other end, I want to do the same thing perfectly every single day. So for me, routine, left glove, and just everything's always the same. Steering wheel on, uh, tug the steering wheel twice to make sure it's, it's clipped in properly, etc. So really, no, no, uh, just routine is probably more, more importantly for us than anything else.
0: So now, where, where do you get all your fire safety equipment from, Tommy? Oh, sorry again. Where do you get Where do you get all your fire safety equipment from?
1: Um, actually, we, we do a little bit of sharing around. To be truthful with you, I've got, uh, i got—I think we've got some Simpson on the car. I know we got uh, Stroud. We just ordered a set of belts for each car from uh, from Stroud. So, to be truthful, we kind—we of, don't really stick with any of them. They all do a superb job, without a question. So, uh, I I can say we mix it up amongst them all. Be straightforward and honest with you.
0: Now, are you are you running Hoosier tires?
1: Yes, sir. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. On the on the quarter mile, I ran the Hoosiers. Now we run Mickey Thompson's, the uh, 335 Mickey Thompson's.
0: Now, have you reached any milestones in your drag racing career so far, Tommy? I think
1: just for for both of us to be truthful for me to win the uh, th- for me to win the IHRA uh, um, trophy, I think was pretty important for me um, to my son when he won the uh, Wally this year and, and the. Uh, Pueblo Motorsports Park it was pretty pretty substantial for us. And I suppose the other thing was was the best thing for me is last year was the opportunity, one of the PSCA races to meet my son in the finals. And uh for me that took uh no trophy could have beat the feeling to look in the other lane and see your son over there.
0: So now what would you say has been one of your, you know, most memorable moments?
1: I think to be honest with the first time I I, I met my son in the finals. That was probably my most uh, most memorable, without a question, for me.
0: What's been one of your greatest wins? I think probably the again the Iatri win in in,
1: uh, in Canada at Nitro Dame Nationals. That was probably the, the most monumental, biggest race for me.
0: Now, have you had any accidents or close calls since you've been drag racing? Yep, unfortunately, in uh, two thousand thirteen. Uh, we were
1: in Denver with the uh, 53 Corvette. Uh, the car was red back then. Uh, blown Hemi in it uh, in the finals. I uh, had a gentleman with a, a blown Viper next to me. Um, left the starting line. I never saw him, never saw him, never saw him. I knew I had the race one. For some reason, normally I threw him a car. above my head. And uh, this time, for some reason, I saw a guy saying I used to push him. But I just reached up and I smacked him. And they didn't, uh, they didn't deploy the cables didn't come out far enough and uh just not paying attention, running two hundred and forty miles an hour Denver and by the time you realize what happens and hit the brakes again and shoots again it's too late and we ended up in the sand, went through the uh went through the first net, uh, ripped the motor out of the car, ended up behind the car, transmission was in front of the car. And that was probably the uh wreck I've ever had, probably the last one I think I ever wanna have.
0: <laughs> well knock on wood Tommy, you won't have no more accidents
1: me too and that's again though going back to the your words earlier about the safety equipment that's why you know what the you kind of question what they make us do sometimes and the expense it takes to to keep those cars up with safety issues but after you have a serious accident like that you realize why you have it and you appreciate
0: (laughs) yeah you see a lot of uh real scary looking accidents and you see the driver just jump out you know perfect perfectly fine that's a a, right there the safety equipment Yep, that's
1: exactly what tells you how good the stuff is nowadays. You bet.
0: So let me ask you some fun questions. You ready? Okay. Outside of drag racing, do you have any other hobbies? Oh, we um, we have a boat, and
1: uh, obviously we use a motorhome to all the all the race cars with. Us. We enjoy some camping and and a little bit of boating, and with family stuff there. To be honest with you, but uh, most of our stuff's all family family oriented. With the questions you go fishing no i just i don't have the patience i mean, uh like i
0: said if i don't get a bite in five or ten minutes i want to know what we're going to do next so for me i like the activity to
1: keep uh, keep things rolling and going yeah. all
0: right so now if if someone were to give you say 500 million dollars and they wanted you to build a brand new drag race track where would you even think about building a brand new drag race track and what kind of features would you want to put into a brand new track
1: well to be honest with you, obviously because of home here bandamere speedway is uh is a fear for all of us how long the, they're going to have the ability to survive every year i believe it gets harder and harder on them for the noise complaint the uh, housing the subdivisions keep getting closer and closer and closer um obviously i'm a drag racer but i guess what i don't understand is these folks buy these houses knowing there's a drag strip across the street but as soon right. as they're in, they're on the complaint list, making uh, making them have curfews, etc. So I, I think for me, where would I build it? I think uh, right right in the Denver area, maybe to the east area, close to the airport. And uh, I think they need a uh, uh, facility out there that would be something like the uh, vegas the four wide stuff. I think it would go out really, really well if they uh, they got in the middle of nowhere where they'd have trouble with the cities right around and uh, give them a bunch of hassle. Which, which, like I said, Bannerman is uh, doing a fabulous job. But how long they can fight the, uh, the people, I do not know.
0: Now, if you could, if you could find a time traveling machine and go, say, go backwards in time, would you do anything differently with your drag racing career?
1: Well, I don't think so. We, I think we had a great time. To be honest with you, we did what we could afford, as we could do it. As I said, my. My first car went fourteen something in the quarter mile. And I thought I was a hero at that time. And that's all I could afford. and That's all I had. And, and uh, so as we, you know, grew in life, we grew in cars, going a little quicker and a little quicker and a little quicker. And and then we're we'll running in the fives and and, and threes. And and uh, so, not really. To be honest with you, I don't think I would change much. I really enjoyed what I did, and, and uh, still enjoy it.
0: So now, so now, if you and the family ever have time to take a vacation, what's your favorite vacation getaway? Oh,
1: the wife and I like uh, like Las Vegas, but uh, same thing with the boating. We like to maybe sneak down to Arizona to Lake Havasu and uh, to the uh, boating areas also with the, with the boat and the camper. And we have we usually go with other couples and other uh, families that have uh, motorhomes and boats with us. So that's usually what we'll sneak off and go do when we're not in drag racing.
0: Alright, so Tommy, what's your favorite food you like to eat? Oh, I'd say probably Mexican. Probably Mexican food. Any certain type? I'm sorry? Any certain type of Mexican dish? No, I think just, uh,
1: no, I'm probably not going to say the real Mexican. I'm probably going to say more American Mexican that's not so harsh on a guy like me. But uh, I think usually for me, just uh, uh, fajitas usually probably enjoy the best.
0: Now, does your wife cook? Yes, not, uh, not often anymore. With the, my, Both my boys
1: are grown and gone, so it's just my wife and I, so actually we enjoy going out quite often, to be honest with you, but when she does cook, she does a fantastic job, but uh, no, we actually go out quite often, just uh, as the two of us.
0: So what is your favorite dish that your wife cooks?
1: Oh, I'd probably have to say steak and lobster. <laughs> she has a fantastic job with those yeah,
0: two. The old surf and turf. Yes, sir. <laughs> How about you? You do any cooking? I'm terrible, no.
1: I uh, if I can't uh no. I better not say nothing. I hate things <laughs> up, it's about all you get out of me.
0: Can you barbecue?
1: I'd be honest with you. my wife even does all that for us.
0: <laughs> so you, you guys you guys barbecue at the track? Oh yes, yeah. that's uh, like the three meals a day. She's got the uh she's got the uh, trigger out going and, and uh, takes care of everybody in the pit there, you bet. Alright, so now what's your favorite type of music?
1: I think uh, probably uh, not not heavy uh, country, probably light country, country western to uh, light uh, rock and roll. Between those
0: two, the country, the older country, or in the new modern country.
1: I'm gonna say probably the older. Without going into the into twangy stuff, I'm gonna say the older stuff, probably within the uh, '80s and '90s area.
0: Yeah. So you don't you're not into that new poppy country, huh? No, not not too much of that. Yeah. All right, so. What's your favorite uh, beverage?
1: Uh, during the day, it's going to be Coke, and during the evening, it might be a little uh with Coke.
0: All right. Favorite color?
1: Uh, I'm going to have to say silver.
0: Yeah, that's the color of your car right now, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> now, if you if you're at the if you're at the racetrack, what's your biggest pet peeve?
1: Uh, preparation to make sure that we, uh, we don't, we don't, you know, if we're setting up the pit, let's not sit and BS and talk about the day and what we did last week, et cetera. Let's get the pit set up and be prepared. Once the cars are prepared and everything's, everybody's, everything's ready to go, everybody's job is completed, then, then that's my biggest pet peeve, is to make sure we're prepared to go, that when they call us, we're ready and we're not jumping through hoops scared to death or missing things that we should be taking care of.
0: How about in life? You have a biggest pet peeve in life? Oh, I think uh, I think
1: um, I guess things I tried to raise my boys to is do what you say you're going to do. Um, uh, people's word today means nothing, in my opinion. I hate to say it. Uh, the old days, the handshake meant everything. Today, to the younger generation, that means nothing. And uh, so, I think that's that's probably my biggest thing is is, is be who you should be, and you know who you should be.
0: Now, if someone listens to this interview, whether it's a kid or teenager, adult, when they and they're thinking, "Man, I want to try drag racing," what kind what kind of advice would you give that person? I try to
1: tell people that, that uh, especially young people, they come over to our shop or see our facility and that kind of thing. Is that you know the famous words that you can do whatever you want to do in life, and I do believe that to a T um i always try to tell people especially the young kids because I, I was helped as a young person and i want to help somebody else and uh, so i always try to tell the young kids here when they come over to the shop and buy parts what it might be they look in awe and we have a few other hot rods and this and that and, and, and i try to tell them i say you know what you you could have what i have right here oh i don't know if i could ever have something like this and i try to explain to them absolutely you can't it's all what you want out of life you what you put in life is what you can get back out of life did I ever think I'd be driving a car this fast? Absolutely not. Did I ever think I was in the realm of it? Never. But but see, what you put into it is what you can get out of life. I uh, I started out of life at 18 years old. My came out of my bedroom at my mom and dad's house, and there were two brand-new Samsung suitcases on the uh, living room floor, and my mother was wishing me a happy birthday, but my father was asking me if I had any questions. <laughs> so I think that starting life off with zero like that, if I can do it, anybody can do it.
0: Yeah, you just gotta put your mind to it. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <clears throat> now, what? What are you? What are you looking forward to the most out of the twenty twenty two season?
1: I think we had a spectacular twenty one season. We want to have a better twenty two season. Um, I don't want to get boisterous. I don't want to get out of line. I'm not one of those guys that likes to start the trouble. It's just not me. But uh, I want to. I want to win the championship again, back to back. On our behalf, um, I'd like to, I think I can beat our record again in 2022. Um, we just like to go out and really have a great year, maybe do a little more traveling outside of our home area here and uh, run in some different competition and uh, see what we can do with them. We've been very blessed, very fortunate here around around home. And uh, we just, like to go going to Vegas, we had a great time there. Got down the last six cars and buy uh, the money, so I guess it wasn't bad. But uh, that's about
0: it. Now, if people want to find out, you know, where you're going to be racing at the schedule and all that good stuff, what's the best way to find the schedule? Um, I think I'm going to have, I think
1: one of the, my sons will put it on our uh, on our uh, Facebook site. So uh, what we run in Denver is with anything that shows the PSCA, um, Premier Street Car Association, Melroth. Um So all the events in Denver we run will be with that. <laughs> um, uh, with the exception of, I believe, we'll do, we're going to do an exhibition thing at the Mile High Nationals. The Outlaw 10.5 stuff. Um, but other than that, anything that says PSCA in Denver won't be there. The out-of-town races, I think we probably need to post when, when we're going to
0: be at those. Now, do you have any other social media lists that you use? I don't think my son does. Either, either, I'm too old. I don't think either one of my two sons do a lot of it for us on that, to be honest with you. no. So if Facebook would be the main thing? Yes, sir. I think that would be the best, yep. Yeah, you you said he had a Facebook uh, page for the car or no? I think they have a, I think the
1: kids have a Facebook page. If not, maybe it's under Pit USA Motorsports.
0: Might have something there. All right. So, you have any final words?
1: Well, I just I uh, appreciate the conversation. We need to all uh, make sure these, this this drag racing thing keeps it on. So we got to get the younger generation involved. As we uh, as we fade away, we got to have somebody to replace us and. Uh, so I think we got to keep the thing going for all. And I think, again, I think my big push is the concept of the, the, the family, what it does for a family, how you know, it's a nice family sport. And I think if we keep that pushing with the young people, I think we can keep the Drag Race thing going.
0: Any any thank yous you want to do before we close up?
1: Well, I think to, to, to everybody, obviously my family, my wife, uh, the amount of years she's allowed me to do this and then put up with us doing this, uh, especially as my, as my crew with my boys doing it. Um, from there, uh, Jeff Schneider, gosh, crew chief's been with us for, uh, I'd say 15, 18 years. Um, then all the current guys we have with us now, um, is to every one of us to do it. And I think the biggest thing for us is, 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 thank you to everybody that makes it happen. And everybody that makes the drag racing happen and the fans that come, because again, if they don't come, ain't no, ain't nobody going to have a drag race. So I think it's important to us all to, to be, uh, to be very involved with the fans, and the fan base that we have.
0: Well, Tommy, I want to thank you very much for taking time to do this interview tonight. Absolutely. And I wish you the best of luck with the 2022 drag racing season for you. Great. And uh, you have a great night, and thanks again.
1: I appreciate it, Dave. Thank you to everybody.
0: Okay, take take care. care. Bye.
1: Be safe.